Your Phoenix Suns have gone to Los Angeles and did what they needed to do. They split the two games at the Staples Center, winning again on a Sunday. Those 12-30 games have been treating the Suns pretty nice so far as they defeat the Lakers by a score of 100-92 to and now have tied the series in the first round two games apiece. Welcome to everybody who is joining us, whether you are watching along live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, or if you are listening on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. We truly appreciate it. I'm going to bring in Matthew. How you doing over there, bud? Oh, I'm positive as hell. Positive Nancy over here. Way to go, Suns. I love everything I saw tonight. Absolutely a great victory. How are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. Saul, how you doing? It looks like you're still kicking it in Idaho. I'm still stuck in Idaho, but uh, great day. Great day. Uh, that was a that was a phenomenal win, and the only thing I got to say is, oh, how the turntables <laughs> have turned. The turntables have turned, y'all. Yes. And welcome, Espo. There he is. Are you Hello. in Houston, my friend? Houston, do we have an Espo? Jet? Yes, I am in Houston, and we don't have a problem here. Uh, we are in good hands right now. The series is even in more ways than one. We now have seen, as, as Saul said, the uh, the turns have tabled on the Lakers here. And now uh, Lakers fans are probably going to be bemoaning a lot of the same things Suns fans have through the first four games of the series. But home court's back and everything's good, boys. Inad inadvertently, we have taken this show nationally. I don't know how this happened, but I'm in <laughs> Idaho Espo's in Houston. I don't know what's going on. And we're at a bar in Tempe, Arizona, because that's where Matthew and I like to hang out is bars. So <laughs> apparently, and we've got Paul right here from from uh, Fanning the Flames is joining us. Uh, we have a, it, was, it was a fun little watch party out here at Four Peaks in Tempe. So thank you to Four Peaks for hosting the Suns Jam session slash the Suns Solar Panel, uh, all of which you are now international or not international, just national, whether it be in. Idaho or in Texas, we're coming from you all over the place. So thank you again to everybody who is watching along live. This is a reminder that if you are doing that, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, smash the like button. Uh, you can become an elite jamster or, an, or a flaming baller by clicking the join button or following the link in the description. Feel free to donate to the show via the super chat because if you do, Matthew and I might actually get to go to game five. Okay, we could use those donations for game five. Okay. Uh, please, please be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll read it right here on the pod. You can email the show, sunsjamsession at gmail.com. You can follow the show at sunsjam. You can follow uh, the Sun Solar Panel at Suns Solar Panel. You can follow me at Darth Void. You can follow Matthew. I'm Matthew Lissay. You can follow Espo. That Espo. You can follow. <laughs> so easy for you. I'm so jealous. And you can follow Saul. At Saul. Step back, Bookman. There you go. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, are you guys drinking nationally? No. I, I, no. I, it's downstairs. Dude, it's, uh, <laughs> it's downstairs. It's hot outside. <laughs> well, cheers, Matthew. Cheers, cheers to partner? all the Suns fans. Suns win, baby. Suns win. Let's talk about beating those Los Angeles Lakers. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Come on, let me hear you say. And beat L.A. the Suns did today by a score of 100 to 92. <laughs> I saw you nailed it. I mean, the, the tables have turned. The turns have tabled. I mean, it's literally a carbon copy of game three, except it went in the Suns' favor, especially with Anthony Davis going down. Uh, Saul, why don't you kind of kick us off and tell us what your thoughts are? And, and what do you think about the, the Anthony Davis injury? Is it going to be something that we should be looking at going into game five? Or do you think this is just something temporary? Will he be hampered moving forward? Well, I mean, clearly he's, he was hurt if he couldn't finish out the game. So he's going to be – I assume he's going to be a little banged up going into the next game if he plays. Uh, but, you know, hey, listen, uh, we've been down this road for the last three games with, with CP3 playing the way he's been playing and, and, and hurt the way he was hurt. So, uh, hey, there's no sympathy points <laughs> going the Lakers' way for this for sure. I think, uh, you know, this is why – this is why when you talk about the Lakers and, and the teams that kind of coast – and kind of you know find their way towards the end and and do the load management thing and and seat these sit these guys um, when they get to the playoffs they're not quite ready and I think game one of all games might come back to haunt the Lakers because they weren't completely ready to go in game one 
Anthony Davis only having 13 points, but everybody was healthy for them. And so now you got CP3 starting to come back. AD gets hurt. This is what you feared if you were a Lakers fan, is that one of your main two guys was going to get hurt because they've been plagued with injuries all season. And here we go. And now this is a golden opportunity. Game five is probably going to be the biggest game in this uh, of basketball in the last 12 years uh, for sure. And it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it last show that it was about the Suns imposing their will, Monty making changes, figuring things out. Well, the Suns did that today, and it, it, it not exactly in the first quarter. It took them a little while to figure out what that, how to implement that, but it was fast pace. The Lakers can't keep up with the Suns when they push the pace, and that's when the Suns' shooting started to find its rhythm as well. Jay Crowder, Mikhail Bridges hit a few. Uh, it just it started to snowball when the Suns pushed the pace, and that was even before Anthony Davis left the game. So the Suns have found something that's working. Now, Frank Vogel will make adjustments, but if Anthony Davis is, is even limited, not even out, that's a huge advantage for this Suns team because much like where the Suns don't have depth after, uh, you know, after Aiton, the Lakers don't have depth behind Anthony Davis at all. I mean, they're, they're throwing bodies. They're throwing Markeith Morris and hoping Montrez Harrell, after they benched him, can come in and do something for him. There's just a lot of things that they're attempting, going to have to attempt to do. They're going to have to adjust, but the Suns need to keep pushing the pace and doing what worked in this game four, because that was the first time we saw the sons of this season out there on the floor. It felt like that second and third quarter was what that regular season was for the sons team and how they wound up with that two seed. Yeah. With Anthony Davis being out, it's like, how did the sons handle this? Honestly, it's like tonight was great. They got the win, but if he's out next game, they got to do a lot better job of taking care of the ball. They still made a lot of mistakes towards the end. I know it's still the Lakers. I know it's tough playoff matchup with the defense and all that, but they have to do better, man. And if they're going to win next game, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Sorry. No, that's it. I'm just saying because they have they were up 15 or 16, but it got to a point where it's like if you're going to take your time on offense, get a better shot. All that. I'm not trying to be negative right now. I'm just saying I just know within the last five minutes, no matter what the score is, it's going to be tough. So next game, if AD is not there, Suns need to make sure they can shore up those those mistakes because they were still there tonight. But I mean, it's it's a great overall win. It really is. But to win next game, they got to do a lot better. I think. But, but I I also want you to step back and think about this. In game two, we were coming down the stretch, four minutes left to go. Who was not the guy on the court? that couldn't do anything for us. It was CP3. He was missing. He couldn't play. We had CP3 towards the end of this game. He came in, kind of calmed everybody down, and, he, and, and, and we won. And I think that's the biggest difference, right? You know, you still got young guys on this, on this team that are trying to figure out, you know, how to play down the stretch. And when you, you know the Lakers were going to make a run, I think we were probably more scared of it than the players were, especially CP3. Um, and once he came into the game, he kind of settled everybody down, and they hit a couple big shots, and that was that. So, but give, well, give I, Monty credit he he let kind of the that unit with campaign out there play until it started to wane, and then he knew exactly when to get CP3 in there to calm it down for that final four minutes. And you're completely right, Saul. That influence I think had a big impact on why they didn't let the lead slide. Sure, they missed a few shots. CP3 missed one himself, but I think he was a calming presence. It wasn't, oh, here it goes. Everything's going to snowball. It was, okay, guys, let's just do our, take care of business on the defensive end, and we're fine. And they did. And, you know, Matt, I don't, I don't think they – I think they played well down the stretch. The Lakers well, are going to make a run. I'll get what I, I like. I can fortify what Matthew's saying because you look at that fourth quarter, and yeah, the, the Lakers made a run. They scored 27 points in the fourth. The Suns only scored 19. But both of you are correct, Saul and Espo, because yes, Monty did what he didn't do in Game Three in this game. Is he made adjustments? Halftime, there were adjustments made. He had the ability in that fourth quarter to actually have that asset of CP3 to pull upon, which he didn't have that asset in the second or in Game Three because it was clear that CP3 was hampered. It was clear that he wasn't going to have the ability to lead this team to victory or to assist in sustaining that Lakers run. 
Now they made that run and they're going to make that run. You know, and that's what happens. You're playing an NBA championship level team. You're playing even without AD. This is a team that has LeBron James. Uh, although there were a lot of bullshit calls kind of down the stretch as per usual uh, with him. But, you know, I think that the fact that they had the ability to close them out in those final two minutes is what it came down to. Cause that run happened with about 10 minutes to about two minutes. And it was kind of like, okay, here come the fouls. Here comes the missed shots. Here comes the rush possessions. Here comes all these things that have been detrimental to the Suns. But once CP3 kind of calmed the team down, once those final two minutes happened, the Suns ultimately locked him out, won by a total of eight points. And uh, I couldn't be happier. Matthew, uh, it's like the, it's like God is shining down upon you. For some reason, the light is coming in yeah. right behind Matthew. Yeah. He looks like Do I look beautiful or what? And I'm also shining. Faded out. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring into the yeah. podcast our friends from Fanning the Flames. They're joining us from right a right next to me so there you go there's there's paul there's justin uh unmute yourselves and say what's up guys that's this, about this right is, this is quality audio <laughs> this is about right yes and on that point we love you fan of the flames make sure you follow them at fan the flames nba their audio is dog shit horrible so we're going to remove them now <laughs> it was kind of like saul after game two you're like walking through a parking lot just as you're, you're like yeah. and that was the end of that yeah, basically so going back and looking at this game, you know, it, it kind of started off a little bit rocky for the Suns. You know, we did see CP3 taking a couple three-pointers early, which I thought was a very valuable sign. He had the strength behind the shoulder that allowed him an effort to actually put up those shots and it didn't look like he was shot-putting for the 2020 Olympics. Uh, but Crowder came out and essentially was as cold as ice. His first two shots did not look good. And I did see somebody tweet out that Crowder is the sixth man for the Lakers. I'm so happy that that has changed. <laughs> Uh, the, the narrative has changed by the end of the game. Jay Crowder showed up as we needed him to. When you look at the final box score, when you see the fact that the Phoenix Suns had all five starters score in double digits, that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you beat the Lakers. You don't sit there and say, Devin Booker, we need 34 from you. DeAndre Ayton, we need 22 from you. And any other points or bonus. When you have a total of six players, because campaign also scored in double figures off the bench, you're going to win the game. And that's what we saw tonight. I, I'm curious if anybody's got the stats in front of them because I don't. But um, between uh, Cam Johnson, Campaign, Mikael Bridges, and Jay Crowder, did they get at least 40 points? All right, let me math this real quick. So you said Cam Johnson, who had five, Campaign, who had 13, so that's 18. Uh, Mikael Bridges had 11, so that's 29. And then yeah. you add the 17 of Crowder. Yeah, that puts you over 40. That's 40. 45 the, the, the other day that was kind of, that was going to be my 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 train of thought if if cp3 wasn't going to be as effective as he was today then between those four guys you needed to have 40 points uh, i feel like that that will kind of sustain you especially when you have a drop off when you go from booker and, and and cp3 to just campaign and everybody else especially the way crowder and mikhail bridges were playing and cam johnson has still hasn't really found his shot to a to a high degree um, but today that changed. And Mikhail, Mikhail, I thought, had his best game of the series today. And uh, and so did Jay Crowder, shooting-wise, obviously. You couldn't four get for any 12. Moves. Four for yeah. 12 from Mikhail. But the thing you have to remember about Mikhail is he but has he, LeBron on him. It's Nothing's easy for him. It, it's not but he's that, taking but he also, the shots, which is he also important. Hit, he also hit a very big three Huge right at three. a key time. Huge um, three. And I think those, those are almost multiplied, right? Like, you hit a three in the first quarter, cool. That's one for one. But you hit a three in the fourth quarter with this team, the Lakers, making the run that they are. That's almost like times four, you know what I mean? Yeah, the so, momentum factor is for sure. paramount on those shots. Yeah, and we're honestly, we're sitting here, we're telling Jay not to shoot early on those two first threes. <laughs> we're like, come on, you know, pass it up. Don't waste any possessions. But that's Monty Williams, right? Tell him to keep shooting. So good thing we're not coaching this team because honestly, be like, Jay, you're on the you're on the bench. I think Dave King said he's unplayable. A lot of the fans were saying that, and it's true. He was. I but said Monty too. wants these, I said too. Yeah, and Monty fine. wants these guys to keep Same. shooting. He absolutely wants them to keep shooting because of this reason. He can hit a clutch three when it's needed in a game that we needed to win because, honestly, we don't get this one. Obviously, the series is over, but he's going to eventually get back into rhythm. So I love that he kept forcing them at the end when he started making them but it was kind of hard to watch though there for a little bit but uh i love my i love me some jay well look he's been you know good defensively though he's been 
a positive. And that's the thing. It was much like in games where DeAndre Ayton may not have had a huge offensive impact. It was the other end of the floor. You knew that Jay Crowder was going to provide you something if it wasn't offensively. And I love his toughness. He doesn't back down. He does not care that it's LeBron James who he's guarding at times, or when he was on Anthony Davis, he's going to play them just like any other guy he plays. And I loved that hard foul on LeBron. He saw that Marc Gasol got away with something like that, so he went, all right, well, I'm not going to give LeBron the easy layup. I'm not going to just allow him to waltz through the lane. I'm going to send a message. And then when LeBron started jawing at him, he just stared at him. And I loved that. That that was the the kind of thing that was saying, we're not going anywhere. If you guys want to get through us, you are going to have to work your asses off. And I appreciate that about Jake Crowder because that's been the homework of the Suns team all year. They were the, the, the enforcers. They were the scrappy ones. And you saw that today, and Jay was a big part of that. And that's what was missing in game three was, you know, as, as Saul so eloquently said, is we were allowing – the Lakers to live rent free in our heads and whatever they wanted to do physically, emotionally, they were pushing the Suns around. And I think that, you know, we all kind of knew there was going to be one inexperienced game, a game in which, especially with Chris Paul being injured or hampered, that the Suns wouldn't have the ability to, uh, to, to push through those emotional moments, if you will. And they reset. They took a few, a couple days off. CP3 is obviously feeling better. I think that, you know, we can talk about him here momentarily, but uh, I, I can't echo enough what, what Espo just said. You know, Jay Crowder manning up to LeBron. You know, this whole team as a whole manning up to the opposition saying, listen, we're the Phoenix Suns, okay? We are the number two seed. And you came out and you gave us your best shot again early in the first half, and we absorbed it. And then we decided that we're going to impose our will. And that's, that's a phrase I will use time and time again relative to the Phoenix Suns and the way that they can play basketball in a positive manner. If you come into a game with the mindset that, listen – we need to impose what we do versus them allow allowing them to impose what they do. We have a mental edge, and and that mental edge was back tonight. And I know that coming into this game, it's one of those things that I was definitely worried about. I mean, that game three was it was a punch in the face for the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. and to see Jay Crowder not allow it to you know not, not to put up with the bullshit, to see DeAndre Ayton continue to play physical, to see that Devin Booker. Although again, you know, I think we can talk. Devin Booker didn't have a great game again, and it's understandable. You know, they're throwing everything in the kitchen sink at him. Uh, I think KCP not being in does help. Uh, I know that KCP isn't the greatest defender in the world, but you know bodies that are athletic against Devin Booker have been a challenge for him. And when he's part of a double or triple team, it's something that I think that he has problems with. Uh, what do you guys see without no. KCP being out there? I, I, I'm going to disagree with you, Beth Roy. Uh, the reason why is because Devin Booker is the superstar of this team, and he does need to play better. I don't give a shit. They throw the whole team at him. He's got to find a way. All the good ones find a way, and he's got to find a way. Um, you know, tonight, for him not to score in the second half until under five minutes left to go in the game, that's unacceptable. You can't agree, you know, and, and, and if, if this team wants to get very far, Devin Booker is going to have to find that elite level of shooting and playmaking uh, because he was pretty sloppy with the ball earlier on in the game. I saw a lot of comments, even the commentators made several comments about or a comment about, you know, he was throwing the ball away and, and, and his passes weren't crisp and clean. Some of them were to DA, some of them were to other players, and he was getting mad at them. And I'm like, dude, you're the one making this bad play. Like, you're setting your team up for failure. And the player doesn't do that. Oh, I understand okay. DA should have caught the ball a couple times, for sure. But the, the next time, you know, there was a specific play in the second half where um, I, I, I want to say it was Drummond or somebody was literally waiting right there on the block for Devin Booker to turn and and go into him and as soon as Devin Booker turned Devin jumps and he has nowhere to go with the ball and he just turns the ball over and I'm like dude you got to stop doing this kind of stuff you should know that you should know that you should know by now you're going to get double teamed and it's going to be it's going to be just about every possession look I get frustration with him not being the man but he did have 17 points, had five assists, seven rebounds. But most importantly, if I told he you got before to the, the game, free throw line. If I told you before the game, Devin Booker only has 17 points in this game, do you think the Suns win? <clears throat> nope. I, I mean, would have said I come in here, the first thing I hear is crapping all over one of the Suns players. You, you missed on? all the good stuff, Dave. You missed We're all 20 the good minutes stuff. into the podcast. I'm the only one positive in this whole 
whole conversation. What's going on? <laughs> Matthew's the positive the guy. How is, how is Matthew the positive guy? I'm sitting here defending <laughs> defending Welcome, Devin Booker. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, who are listening to the podcast versus watching the podcast. To Dave King, he has joined us. Dave, uh, what's that shirt say? The 12? What, what, what is that sun shirt you're wearing? It says the timeline, baby. Oh, the timeline. Okay, that's fantastic. Guess when the sun's got good again in 2020, just like just- they always said they would. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who who came up with that great tagline? That is a fantastic know, tagline. Some loser there. on the internet. Pay that guy. Else stole it from him. <laughs> yeah, some Pay loser, and then somebody loser else looks like it. he's in his basement on his gaming I, console. I am in my his big leather chair. I am Hold in my brother-in-law's out. theater room. Are you room 16 and again? I wish. <laughs> I feel like I'm your age, so you know that's not a good thing. So well, how you doing, not Dave? 16, how you I'll tell doing? you that. Tell, hey, tell us what you saw tonight from Woo! Devin Booker. Jo- join the Devin Booker conversation. What I saw and then Devin Booker is he's still getting all the Lakers' attention, and he handled it a lot better tonight than he did on Thursday night, that's for sure. That dude um, that dude's kept his head the entire game. The Lakers were going after him, and, you know, they, they had their schemes. And the, you know what? We all knew their schemes were not going to work if Chris Paul was Chris Paul. And guess what? Their schemes did not work. Chris Paul just had all the room in the world to move, and he did. Now the Lakers are going to have to adjust again, and guess what? Devin Booker is going to get a little bit less attention. Guess what? He's probably going to look a lot like he did on game one because when you're not being double and triple teamed with every defender shading towards you and leaving the other guy, other guys un, undefended, gosh, hey, Jay Crowder made a couple threes. Now you can't leave him completely alone anymore. So I, I I'm I'm feeling very positive about the Suns going forward the, in this. It feels like they're coming back. The only caveat I will say to that, and I I, I understand where you're coming from, Dave. I do, um, is that you got to make adjustments, right? And I think Devin Booker hasn't made the adjustments that I'd like to see yet. Like for instance, CP3 uh, early in the third quarter, he was get, he was struggling getting the ball across half court against Dennis Schroeder because yeah. he was playing a lot of pressure. So what did he do? He just deferred to everybody else. And then, and then played his game yeah. and found his spots. And I think Devin, Devin had half the team's turnovers tonight, five out of ten. Like he always he has got, half the yep. team's turnovers every game. <laughs> well, I want him to improve. They still won fifty-one. <laughs> they won the freaking game. I don't care if Devin. Yes, Booker's let's stop shooting over him. I don't care. Well, okay, okay. Let, the, let, the, let, let, let me change the, the subject. Picture, then. Wait, Saul, I don't, I don't care about the immediate future. I care about the big picture. I want to win the series, and I think to win the series. He does have to play a little bit better. I'm, I'm with you. With that. There you, you go. Need, well, there's, there's, go ahead, Matthew. He's not triple teamed. I'm with you. Go ahead, Matthew. That's All right. It. How about this? I'm with Saul. Let, 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 let's get he's off Booker. A lot better. You know, Devin Booker uh, was spending the the weekend hanging out, having a good time, came out and, and won a game. Okay. That's what, that's what's important. Five for 14. You guys are field. riding Devin Booker so hard. No, he's no, no, be no, the no. Smooth baller of the week. Ooh. He's, Ooh, okay. They're riding well, him harder the than chafing ball, all right? The chafing ball. Oh my God, guys. That's Come the, on. That's him right now. Rubbing all the hair on. Watch 2021. DeAndre Ayton once again <laughs> showcased his ability to be a dominant big man in this game. 14 points, 17 rebounds, six for eight from the field for DeAndre Ayton. Uh, he continues to wow. He continues to make numerous people eat their words. And, you know, as I look at the way that DeAndre Ayton plays, I feel like the Lakers kind of want him to to do what he wants to do. He's not their main focal point in this yeah. game. You can see the way that they, they – Yeah, exactly. Offensively, he's yeah. – they're, they're They pressing. don't want him doing what he's doing defensively. Exactly, and that's the key. I was going to get to that. Dave, you're so – the timeline. You're so <laughs> ahead of your game. It, 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 it's, 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 inc- it's crazy. But – Offensively, they're they're letting him do what they wanted, what he wants to do, because they're pressing the guards, they're pressing Devin Booker, they're pressing CP3, they're trying to create turnovers uh, from the front court, whereas or from the from the, the, our guard play. But defensively, he was absolutely again fantastic tonight. The, whenever you have Anthony Davis prior to his injury fading away from the basket versus going towards the basket is a good thing. And whenever Da was getting those switches and had an opportunity to be on uh, Anthony Davis, he was doing just that. He he was a pest inside the interior. Uh, I tip my hat. I drink my beer. Cheers to you, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, I never doubted you. I never doubted you. <laughs> you know what I would have liked to see is um, in the Here fourth. Here we go. You no, know, I'm not going to see. I know, right? Let's Shut talk about something else. Let me, saying, okay? Okay? Let me say this. Let okay? there be peace when the, on earth. When the Lakers were making their run, at, the Suns were shooting a lot of perimeter shots. 
And I would have liked to see them get the ball down low inside and give D.A. an opportunity oh, or two. A hundred percent agree. Matthew oh, was saying the same snap. thing. We we're watching the game right here at Four Peaks. He's like, why are What's they that? taking What's those quick that? threes? What did you just say? You I say agree. Well? You're, oh, you're okay. right on that. Okay. They Because because the Lakers seem, to, like you guys are saying, to be wanting to give him whatever yeah. he can get. So feed him in that in that situation at the end of the game. And and let him let him prove that he can get to the line and, and do those things. Like he played amazingly, and that's without we haven't even mentioned his rebounding. Right? We talked defense, we talked offense. On the glass, yeah. he was spectacular tonight. Seventeen boards. The Suns still get out rebounded by one, forty-one forty. But Aiton single-handedly kept them close in the rebounding numbers. And I love to see that from him because it's not easy rebounds. He's tipping balls to himself. He's positioning himself where he can get the shot, like, or where he can get the rebound off a missed shot. He was fantastic on the glass. And I think he deserves more praise for what he does in that portion of the game. Uh, he, he's smart with it. He, he is very, very good. And I won't say Rodman esque, but you see, some of the style that Rodman would do with the tipping the ball, knowing where the ball is going to come off, off the rim. I'm very excited was, about that. And part. I was like, and then I was, you know, I was, and then Jordan took it personally. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, DA, he's doing more than what we expected, right? He yeah. he's absolutely playing way better than we expected. He's doing more than what we wanted. So it's like the teammates around him need to stand up. That's what happened today. A lot of them stood up. Booker, I mean, I don't even know if I said a word about him, but he honestly didn't have a really great game, but we just talked about him, so I'll move on. But Aiden himself, he can pass out of situations, tip the ball like you're talking about. He makes the right decisions. He's the only guy in the court right now I'm watching. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I don't say that towards him. I'm like, he knows exactly what to do on defense and on offense. The guys around him are the only ones that need to fill in and step up, and they have to. They did today. Let's see if that carries on because he is basically the focal point of the offense and the defense. Everything is going around him, kind of like he's the sun. Everyone's orbiting around him. That's the way it should be. And if these guys can step up and just hit big shots, dude, this series is in the Suns' hands. So I'm glad his teammates helped him out tonight because he, of course, he played his ass off again tonight. And this is why I thought the whole the big man's dead in the NBA storyline that we heard for a few years was BS. Because when you have a guy like that, it's gravity. People people start to move in towards him. It opens up things. It changes things. And he's just embraced that in this series and i love to see it and he's earned himself a hell of a lot of money in yes, these sir. in these four yes, games sir. so far and i'll tell you what you know matthew to your point the, they did knock down some shots tonight you know uh the suns ended with a total field goal percentage of you know only 43 percent uh and from the three-point line 28.6 percent so they didn't knock down the shots but if they knock down those shots this team becomes unbelievably lethal uh, Dave, you're rejoining us. I guess Devin Booker was at the podium. Uh, yeah, what was he it was wearing? CP. I mean, it was campaign, uh, campaign, not Devin Booker. Well, what campaign have to say? Another great game for campaign. I mean, he entered he this was, game as the campaign, third highest scorer yeah. for the Phoenix Suns, and he continued to make. I mean, he took LeBron off the dribble. That was one of my favorite moments of this game, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yeah. hey, all I gotta say is, yes, sir. Hey, he's he's hey, worth more than a million dollars. I'll tell you that. Hey. <laughs> no, Cam, <laughs> Cam had a great game. Uh, he spent a lot of the time. Uh, he, he spent a lot of the time talking about how happy he was that Chris Paul was back. Uh, he just loves, <laughs> obviously, loves being the backup to Chris Paul and not having all of the all of the uh, um, the need to score. I mean, you know, somebody just said in the chat it helped that the KCP was out, and of course Davis being out in the second half for sure, just like it helped the Lakers when Chris yeah, Paul. Yeah, you have to like win Tyler that game Ulis. though, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it was nice for the Lakers for two games without having Chris Paul out there. So yeah. I'm not. I don't feel bad for anybody. Yeah, no, nice. like, wholeheartedly. It was. A, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say it, it wholeheartedly. You can't. Uh, I don't feel bad for the Lakers because now they're dealing with what the Suns dealt with. It's just the way a seven game series goes, and and now we got a real series here. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I loved about this game is that it truly was a team game. Everybody chipped in. Everybody played very well for the most part. Um, and I, I just thought, you know, you, you got six guys scoring in double figures and hitting big shots. Campaign, to me, I think one of the big adjustments Monty made was he understood that campaign is 
basically unguardable one-on-one. He is too quick for any of the Laker defenders. And once, once that, once they opened up the offense and let campaign just go to work, uh, campaign went to work and, and created opportunities for himself and, and, and got some key baskets uh, in the game. And I, I mean, dude, I, I couldn't be happier for that dude for sure. And he took he took LeBron on, right? How many of those layups mm-hmm. came against LeBron? That was the best yeah. thing to watch tonight. Is him taking him to the rim and if you, finishing. If you watch the Lakers, they hide LeBron on defense to try and conserve his energy. Yes, LeBron. Every time yes. Kaminsky came into the game, LeBron was guarding Kaminsky to to really uh, conserve his energy. And I'm like. Monty, we got to figure out a way to fucking get Le- LeBron in the fold because yeah. you got to tire that dude out. They were they were trying to hide him towards back. the last five minutes of the game. I think LeBron was maybe saving some of that energy for the last five minutes because it showed, right? I mean, the Suns had the lead 15, 16 points. Five minutes came, then LeBron started to turn on. It was too late. I mean, he didn't have Anthony Davis. He didn't know what to do. He actually seemed kind of invincible out there. I didn't even notice he was on the court until he would receive a pass, but he wasn't doing too much towards the end. I think a lot of it was just saving his energy, but – I mean, it can't work like that every game. I think LeBron thinks he's he's setting the Suns up. He thinks he knows how this playoffs are going to go. He thinks he can just, you know, uh, basically come out there and play his game, but then save some energy. And against the Suns team where he's just like, oh, okay, well, I'll just come in and play five minutes and we'll win the game. It's not that case anymore, man. The Suns team is actually a team and he has to put up with it, especially if AD does not return. He has a lot at hand. And it's the most he's ever had to, I feel like, face in a playoff series leading up to the championship. Yeah, it's a fir- first time in a first round he actually has to put forth effort well, to exactly. take care of his opponent. And with Anthony Davis hurt, yes, that's going to happen. Because you think about it. You think about that fourth quarter run for the Los Angeles Lakers, and you put Anthony Davis in the fray, and it does become more difficult for the Suns because then they can start to play the superstar game. Boom, it's LeBron. Boom, it's, it's AD. And they go back and forth. And the uh, the role players step up, and then you know it, it could potentially uh, not as tur- didn't it, it wouldn't have turned out the way it did, but that's just the way that it has to go now. Now LeBron James has to carry this. We'll see what happens going into game uh, number five, which is going to be absolutely paramount. If you are a Suns fan, go to the stadium, be loud, don't sell your tickets to Lakers fans. I say this all the time, but continue to sit, continue to have that mindset. Beat LA. Okay, but LeBron James, you know, I'll bring this up. Okay, again, Suns win. I'm happy. I'm ecstatic. I'm I'm two for two in Suns games when it happens at twelve thirty. I'm two for two when I go to a bar locally in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, and the Suns, you know, they win those games. I'm two for two wearing Jordans. Okay, I I wore like regular old Nikes in games two and three, and they lost. So I mean, there's a lot of superstitions that happen when you watch the playoffs. Okay, all these little things kind of happen, but when you look at Game Five and and you or, or sorry. Backing up, going to game four, what happened just now? What was up with that LeBron pass to himself? The refereeing was shitty again tonight. I think we can all agree it's nicer to talk about this subject after a win. But, I mean, what about the double dribble LeBron passed to himself? What about the the call that was ultimately challenged and overturned after, you know, another bullshit? I mean, there was a lot of that stuff, man. To be fair, it went both ways in this game. The the Lakers got some some non-calls. I mean – they probably could have called Crowder for for a flagrant foul, just like they could have called Marcus All. I mean, there were there were multiple. They things. could have called, yeah, the Marcus All one. That I, I think that could have been a flagrant foul. They could have called called Da for just being so fucking awesome because that's I, well, I can't get over how great he was. Uh, yeah, look, I, I tonight's not a night that I think uh, think the refs complaining about the refs. I mean, maybe in the first half, yeah, there there were some rough patches there and officiating obviously that was a, a double dribble by lebron but all in all i felt like this was a pretty evenly bad yeah. called game on on both sides it was uh, you know but game five looking at that is going to be fascinating with uh, i'm uh, the ha- people i'm happiest for are the fans they get to see a, a truly important basketball game one that's going to be unbelievably exciting and if the atmosphere is anything like game one or game two i mean if that cranks up another notch it's going to be intense and uh, and it's not like the lakers just don't have the amount of fans in the building the suns are going to have sixteen thousand on tuesday in that building it is a true home court advantage and hopefully they can ride that wave I completely agree the the suns are set up it's a it's a three-game series now and you got two of the next three at home 
Yep. You got to take care of business in game five. You don't want to see the Lakers at home at their place in game six with, with everything on the line. You just know AD would somehow finally fix his leg and come back and, and ball out. Right. Um, an update on AD, by the way, uh, Frank Vogel says that he's going uh, undergoing further evaluation and they'll provide an update tomorrow. So it's not really much. Now that's, update, that's but. the opposite groin of his knee injury. Am I correct? Or, or am I incorrect in saying that? Was it a uh, left knee strain and a left groin? I think he it's has injuries same, it's everywhere. The same, it's, a, it's the same leg. I think it's the same groin, okay. same leg. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, I, again, like Espo said, I'm excited for game five. I think everybody should be excited for game five. It's going to be loud. It's going to be rocking. Um, and the Suns, I expect them to come out. Now they've, they've got a lot of playoff experience under their belt, right? They've gotten four games. That should be enough to, to you know, calm the nerves and, and get ready to go. And, and I expect them to come out and, and really play with their hair on fire um, and hopefully send a message to the Lakers like, yeah, you got to close out teams when you can. Um, and you can't take things lightly and kind of come into the playoffs half-assed like you did. And uh, we'll see. Yeah, look, the Lakers threw their punch in game three. The Suns gave them a haymaker back in game four. And now home court's back in Phoenix's favor. And it's Take care of the two in Phoenix, and you you win in seven. Been saying that the whole time, and I still think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to win in seven in this series. What a fantastic – playoff basketball, ladies and gentlemen. Playoff basketball, there's nothing like it. Jam star of the game. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching along live on YouTube, this is a reminder to subscribe – hit that thumbs up button and hit the little bell as well. That will notify you whenever we go live here on the Suns Jam Session and the Suns Solar Panel Podcast. And this is also your opportunity to let us know in the chat who you believe your jam star of the game is. Uh, let's go around the horn. We'll start with you, Matthew. Matthew, who yes. is your jam star of the game? It's absolutely DeAndre. And I just feel like he did everything right. I usually choose these awards by who I don't yell at the most. And DA comes away. <laughs> you know, I mean, it. I was over here with two minutes left saying Suns are going to lose. <laughs> Suns are gonna... That's just the way I am as a fan. And I'm sorry. At the bar and I am sorry. Today. No one is going to ever invite a, me over again. You're such a rookie when it comes to the playoffs, Matthew. You've got to realize that. Like, I, I, I was in diapers. So Coming last into time. this, I go, this is Matthew's first 11 years time. old in diapers. Matthew's first time ever watching Suns playoff games in a bar environment is <laughs> right now. Because last time they were in the playoffs, Matthew was like 19. So he had just missed out experiencing what it's like. So, yeah, he is a rookie. And we are going to yeah. walk him through how to do it. It's like, listen, dude, if the Suns are up 10 with two minutes to go, don't tell me they're going to fucking lose. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want to hear that bad juju. I don't yeah, want exactly. it to be a part of my life, you know? <laughs> so, but he gives it to Aiden. Uh, we've got some people in the chat. We got a campaign. We got CP3, DA, Point God. Saul, who are you giving it to? I'm going to give it to CP3. Um, I just think the way he was able to bounce back. Um, you could see that he was, you know, he, he was playing for his own confidence and his own, you know, manhood, right? And, and I think he showed up big time. He had a couple buckets. He turned to the sideline was like, I'm back. That kind of tells you, like, he, he's feeling himself and he's feeling pretty good. Um, and so I expect in the next couple of days, you know, it's just going to be even better. His, his arm's going to heal up a little bit more. And um, we're, we're going to get the, the real CP3 from here on out, hopefully, uh, provided no, uh, nothing bad happens, so. All right, before we hand it off to Espo, it looks like R in the YouTube chat says, Matthew did predict an injury. It just happened to the L.A. Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> just keep true. listening to me, guys. Just keep listening. I don't, know true. I don't care what happens to me as long as the Suns win. There you go. All right, Espo, who is your jam star of the game? I'm going to go off the board. Nobody said him yet, but I think Jay Crowder. I mean, the, the, without the way Jay played on defense, some of those threes that he hit, I know it wasn't always pretty in this game, but that was what they've been missing. They got it from Crowder. They got the big win. I'm going to give it to him. But also, shout out to Tory Craig. Five points, five rebounds, a big block in 11 minutes today. Those were minutes in the first two games that were going to Dario Saric that, that weren't meaningful minutes. And you get 11 solid minutes out of Tory Craig. He deserves some praise, too, because it's those little, little things that I think helped get the Suns back on track today. And shout out to Tory Craig's headband. Rocking the orange headband looked fantastic today. The juice was loose. Uh, big fan of the way that he played today. I'm going to go with uh, what Saul said. CP3, I mean, this series hinges on CP3's health. He's the point god. He is the motor behind this Suns offense. And when you see him hit the middies, when you see him shooting the three ball, 
and and at least hitting rim, you know, versus what Saul <laughs> saw before the game uh, in game two or game three or whenever. Game yeah, two. game two. Game two yeah. yeah, I mean, we all as Suns fans now have confidence. And that was the one thing that we didn't have after the last two games was confidence in this team, confidence in the no, – no, we know the, what this team is. And I wrote something recently for Bright Side of the Sun that says, hey, listen, the Suns are right where they are or right where they should be, okay? <laughs> right where they are, duh. Yeah, yeah. Relatively <laughs> yeah. speaking, you know, you are where you are. No, they're, they're right where they should be, though. You know, they're a team that two years ago won 19 games. And then last season, just missed the playoffs, winning 34 games. And now they're in the first round. And just as fate would have it, they're playing the Los Angeles Lakers. So, yeah, fate can be kind of cruel sometimes. But they're battling in the first round the way they should be. They need confidence in themselves. Jay Crowder, to Espo's point, needed confidence in himself. Torrey Craig needed confidence in himself. Everybody up and down this lineup needed some confidence. And that happens when CP3 is on the court managing these teams they you know he's the older brother the much older brother for you know some of these guys and when they look over and they see him have the ball and him playing with the tenacity and the tenaciousness that he does it's gonna be a good game for the suns regardless of the outcome today that outcome happens to be an eight-point victory over the over the los angeles lakers it is now a best two out of three series we have the home court advantage there's nothing wrong with just yelling, screaming, getting a little crazy uh, over these next couple nights. If you have Lakers fans in your life, do me a favor. Don't say shit to them. They know, and they know that you know, and you know that they know that you know, and that's what's important, okay? You they talk to those coming. Lakers fans. They don't know that I know, that know that Do they know that, though? I'm not <laughs> sure if they know, bro. Guys, I got I to gotta bounce. Are you out? Yeah. I got to bounce, but, bounce, too. But I gotta, right. let me just say this. Tuesday, game five. Biggest game we've seen, I think probably ever. I, I'm ever, no, not <laughs> ever. But this is it's Matthew. huge. Get, rookie, rookie, get the win, and you got two shots to close it out. It is massively important. The fans need to get out there, be loud, be proud. It is time to beat LA and uh, Suns in seven. I'll see you guys later. Love it. Thank you for joining All us, right. Espo. Thank you, Espo. Don't push over a steer. All right, cool. Uh, you know, my part, my parting shot, honestly, is is man, a I, I, great way to bounce back, especially what happened on on Thursday night and how they got trounced. But they showed the NBA that they are for real. And hey, also anything can happen in these playoffs. All you need is one injury and it can change the yes. course of an entire series. And we've seen that twice already in this series alone. So uh, it's going to be an exciting, you know, last three games and, uh, you know, first one to two wins. It's Here a bad go. series to wear jersey number three, is it not? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Saul. Welcome back, Dave King. Uh, Saul, we'll, we'll see, you see you come game five. So, Dave, uh, who was at the podium? Did you hear Jay Crowder speak? And if so, what did he say? Yeah, so uh, first up was Monty. He was just talking about how how thrilled he was that he didn't have to sit Devin – or, excuse me, Chris Paul because he was just so worried. that They have a long history, guys. They Obviously, Monty coached Chris Paul 10 years ago, and he knows Chris Paul's injury history in the playoffs, and he knows how badly Chris Paul wanted to play in this game. And it was killing him to have to have that conversation. But apparently they had had a long conversation before the game where, and I heard Chris Paul here talk about it as well as Monty Williams a few minutes ago. Um, Monty was telling him, look, man, if you can't be Chris Paul, then you've got to sit. Just like we were saying, a lot of us were saying, if you can't be Chris Paul, you can't be out there anymore. Um, and Chris said, he said, yeah, I need a minute. He called his brother. He called his agent, he called his other people in his family and, then he went and he talked to Jay Crowder and he went to talk to Devin Booker and they all agreed that, look, man, give me two minutes, two minutes in this game. If I don't feel like I'm going to play well and you guys think I'm playing like whatever word he used, but you know, crap, um, then we'll decide at that point to pull me out. And then he even had like, he had a bit of a slow start in this game, but he played okay in the first quarter. But then the second quarter, he was just, Chris Paul was just talking about the fact that the, when the Lakers got, had that little run and they got up by 10, 11 points, something like that. And LeBron was showboating again, um, you know, nice front runner there. And uh, Chris Paul was like, man, I was there. I was on the court and I felt like it was on me. And I went and talked to Jay and we talked to Monty. And again, those are his guys, man. And Jay made a couple of shots and the Suns got back in the game. And then they all knew that they had it even before 
the unfortunate injury to Anthony Davis, you know, and that's, that's just the way it is, man. You don't know how a single injury, just like Saul just said, can change the course of a series. We've already had two big ones right now. Hopefully, I hope Anthony Davis is back on Tuesday. I really do. Fully healthy. I don't know if he can be, but fully healthy. And I want Chris Paul to be fully healthy. And I want to see how they play all healthy. I don't want one team hurting and the other team not. I want everyone healthy. Now, uh, Chris Paul did express that he was surprised he played as well as he did. I think it was just sheer will that got him out there playing like he did today. Because um, as of minutes before the game, he was not sure he could even go. And percentage-wise, on how good he probably feels, what do you think, Dave? You think he's creeping towards 80%, baby? That because he played I think his body is probably 20%, 50, 40%. <laughs> oh, but no. his brain yeah. has carried yeah. that to about 75 or 80 So somewhere and in the middle then. That dude, yeah. that dude, 18 points, nine assists, zero turnovers, and three Bingo. steals with no yeah. right arm. A couple of those me. steals he got with his right arm, you know, swinging it wildly. Uh, it's just crazy how good he played. That was a fantastic, fantastic performance by CP3. Gutty performance and vital to this, you know, because, I mean, that was a lot of the chatter coming into this game. It's like, you know, do you sit Chris Paul? And if so, can, do we have an opportunity to actually beat this team and win this series? And When they needed you know, to sit Chris Paul, was it two, at one-to-one? One? That's when they agreed. Game going he into actually game three. Admitted the reason uh, he, he attributes a little bit of his feeling good today to having literally a day of not basketball for the first time since the injury because they had him not practice on Saturday. They told him just to rest up and we'll see how you feel Sunday morning. And he and he said, you know, they keep telling me rest is all I can get, but I don't want rest. That's what he said. <laughs> I <laughs> want to play. I've got to play. And he thinks that that is the turning point. Having that two-day break instead of one-day break between games is the turning point. And he's feeling confident, obviously, going forward because it seems like every game he's getting a little bit better. So if we can get the good Chris Paul back, that would be so fun. Well, and now we turn our sights to Tuesday, which is game five. So there is just one day off in between you know, game four, game yeah. five. We go back to this kind of quick turnaround schedule for the Phoenix Suns. It'll be interesting to see how he performs. Obviously, oh, what's that, a Corona? Corona premiere, oh, nice. not because Premier. they show those yeah. commercials every five minutes on TNT. <laughs> I already <laughs> had these. Is there a lime in that though? Are you, no, you drink no. It raw? I just drink it. Well, straight. we're I drinking drink four raw, peaks man. here. I drink my Shout coffee to- black and I drink my. Oh, beer I got water now. <laughs> yeah, don't put fruit in beer. It's not right. Uh, but we're drinking four peaks again. Shout out to four peaks. Thank you ever so much for Shout hosting out. us and allowing us here. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, as we look towards game five, you know, obviously the health of Chris Paul, the health of anybody who wears the jersey number three in this series is going to be paramount because we don't know yeah. what the status of Anthony Davis is going to be. And I'm with you, Dave. I want to beat this team at the best. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. you never want excuses. You never want the opposition to be like, well, you know, one of our all-stars was out. You know, we we could say the same thing for the Phoenix Suns. I don't think we any Phoenix Suns fan sat around and felt, you know, was saying, no, we, we, we would have beat you if Chris Paul was playing every one of these minutes because – I'll tell you, in game three, we were overmatched. I felt like it was a coaching adjustment you know, match. I do you feel know, matter. Like it would have been di- – it just – every game, game is different. Game two could was Monty was stressing. Look, Monty was stressing uh, yesterday in the off. He's like, man, as bad as everybody feels right now and as deflated as everyone felt at the end of game three, it's still just two to one. One win on Sunday, the series is tied, and it's a whole new series because then we get to go home to Phoenix. So all it takes, that's, that's the nature of the playoffs. After, after every win, you feel like you're never going to lose again. After every loss, you feel like you're never going to win again. That We're already experiencing that because it's the Lakers are playing in the first round. And I just, man, I just really, uh, Dave's a man's man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's Because I drink my Corona straight, is that it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. My, my light beer Corona, Corona premiere. Yes, you're, you're, you're like the, the Dos Equis guy, Name's you know, the dog. most interesting man on the, on the Are you standing planet. up right now, Dave? Are you standing? Yeah, I'm standing oh, up. Okay. I got it. I got one of those desks. Cool, I, I can't be sitting right now. I hear you. Yeah, there you go. That's the hardest thing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah, so tall. We're, we're getting an ask, you know, in the chat for you to status with something. So is there any stat you're willing to randomly I just randomly did. Post? Chris Paul. All right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. 
All right, here, I'll come up with a different stat. The Suns won this game still only shooting 28% from three. How about that? That's insane. That is insane. Coming into this game, what was one of the things that everybody was talking about? It's like, listen, the Suns can beat the Lakers if they hit their shots because the shots will be there. But they have proven all year that if they play with the right amount of effort, they don't need those threes Mm -hmm. to win the game. But they made the big threes at the right time, didn't they? Jay Crowder, you asked about what he said in the in the in the chat um, yeah. post game. So he was just like, "Look, okay." So first of all, Monty said Jay was kind of down on on Thursday, and then he was down on Friday. Saturday he was back to himself, and then today, obviously, he had a he had a really good game. Jay, for his part, was like, "No, I just I, everything's the same. Every every game's the same. Sometimes sometimes the shot goes, the shots goes in. Sometimes the shots don't go in." He is the most up and down shooter I have ever seen. The guy yes. missed nine in a row. Then, you know, it's likely on on one of these next games he's going to make six of eight, and yes. they're all going to be contested. And that's why we need that. <laughs> yeah, and he's nice moving his way up Mikkel. towards that. Yes, he's moving his way yeah. up towards that. It was nice seeing Mikel Bridges um, actually make some shots too. I man, four for Mikkel, Four look. Uh, well, Mikkel some shots needs to. Mikel needs to find his way in this series. He's a little bit thin and small. Yeah, 25. A little bit thin uh, for the big front line, and he's being forced to play a lot of – I mean, the Lakers are playing LeBron James at small forward. It's tough for Mikel to stand up to that. The dude just – he's Inspector Gadget, but when you get into his chest, you can bump him back. So Cam Johnson has a little bit more stand in the bucket than Mikel does. So it's been tough for Mikel in this series, but I'm looking forward to him having a couple of good games. He certainly made the shots he needed to make today. That's for sure. Well, that that's really yeah, good. That's definitely. And all season long, I feel like we really didn't expect too much from Cam John or uh, uh, freaking Mikel Bridges really to do too much on offense. But in this series, you kind of don't expect it too because of the LeBron James factor. But he's kind of moving his way in there. You saw a few more shots inside. You see him feel, feel a little bit more comfortable from three. So that's good to see because you want as much as you can get going into game five. Sand in and the I bucket, Chuck's bar, not sand in the butt. All right, sand in the butt. Sorry, whatever you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> going into game five, honestly, I know we want Anthony Davis to be healthy, but I to be to be confident in this team to win. I would like him to be, of course, he's never going to be more than probably 60% out there now, Anthony Davis. I don't want him to play, but if he does play, you know he's not going to be at you know his his normal self. He's going to be hurt no matter what, just like Chris Paul. So whatever the Suns do to go out there and to, to face the Lakers in game five to try to take this one over, I don't want Davis to be there at all. When he went out hurt, I was super excited, and I know that's terrible, but it's absolutely true because that's the only way to get confidence as a fan out there to think that we have a chance to win. So I'm not looking no, forward to him playing I game totally five. disagree, Matthew. I love I know. Game. Everyone I disagrees. Really with do. Everyone at the end of the show, you, it's like you save these up at the end of the show. You need to name this segment. <laughs> Boy, yes, that, you got to name yes, this segment. Yes, we'll we call it Matthew Finally Talks. We'll call it Matthew. Yeah, freak me out, out, Matthew, yeah. or something yeah. like that. Ma- with, Ma- Matthew freaks me out, or something. Matthew, freak, yeah, the, freaks us out because no, we'll I, I do something. not look forward to needing somebody else to get injured for me to feel like the Suns can win. I feel like the well, Suns I, can win I any game it. that they're fully healthy. No, I know you did, and that is the worst. Stop it! Don't. <laughs> I predicted injuries. Anthony Davis to get. <laughs> I know. All right. All right. So anyways, <laughs> let's rein it in here. Let's rein it in here. I, I, I got a question for both of you crazy song <laughs> bitches. You know, yeah. you look at the, the starting five for the Lakers tonight. You have six points from Anthony Davis. Obviously, he got injured. You had five from Andre Drummond. You had eight from Dennis Schroeder, which I think is absolutely huge for the Suns to shut down Schroeder. And you had six from Wes Matthews uh, as he started in place of KCP. The only starter for the Los Angeles Lakers to score in double figures was LeBron James 25. Can we replicate this going into game five? Okay. Yes. And let me tell you why uh, you can hit, you can do the stat me again if you want to, uh, but the sun, hold on, hold actually, on, hold on, hold on. This is okay. too good. Man, I'm yeah. statting you guys a couple of times today, baby. All right. The Suns after Careful, getting killed in the paint in games Sand in the butt. Um, after being killed in the in the games two and three in the paint, the Suns actually had more points in the paint today, forty four to thirty six than the Lakers. Do you know how they did that? It's not because the Lakers got lazy. You saw Schroeder, you Schroeder, you saw Anthony Davis, you saw LeBron James. Every one of them drive into the paint. 
Kyle mm-hmm. Kuzma, little blonde haired boy. I don't care what color his hair is. Anyone days. I don't know what it is boy. anymore. But zero is not a they number. They were Can all we driving into the paint, and they were all getting stopped because the Suns actually what they did is they spent the last couple of days repracticing their defense to protect the paint without having all the size that all these other teams have. And that's what they did. Every time Schroeder got in there, Kyle, uh, Kyle Kuzma, all those guys were driving. There was three Suns in the paint, and yet they still didn't have room to kick back out to an open three because the Suns know how to shift and then scramble back. That was incre- That was really fun to watch. The Suns really had just re-honed in on their defense, guarding the paint, and it worked really well. Only LeBron James, because he's LeBron James, right? 6'9", 290, and he can fly. Yeah, he can get and to the rim. And he can fall. He can he, well, yeah. He, yeah, he was not fouled he, on a couple of But you know, again, we go into game into five. Game. We go into game five, and we know that Frank Vogel, his team, they're going to try to make that adjustment as well. And, the, you know, the question is, is this sustainable for the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, so it's sustainable because this is the Lakers game. And if the Suns can actually pack the paint on their drives and know when they're and also shift back to just give reasonable contests on the three-pointers, those guys are not good three-point shooters. They could have a good day here and there, but they're not good three-point shooters. So if you pack the paint and you and you um, defend well enough to make it that so they don't kill you down there, and obviously the Suns didn't foul like crazy again today, which was nice to see. Um, so that is the big difference in the game, and that is sustainable as long as, as long as the Suns are on their game and they practice it and they saw it work and they can do it again. No one yeah, wants absolutely. to get killed down there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm I'm more confident with the Lakers taking those wide open threes than anything in the paint. Even if it's like triple defenders yeah. in there for the Suns against LeBron or Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. if he's healthy, I want them to shoot the wide open three. I I honestly can watch that on the TV instead of hiding my eyes every time they go in the paint. So I'm I'm way more comfortable with that. Well, and, to, and to your point, Matthew, Suns are winning know. two out of three if it's up to Wes Matthews and. Ben I hope so. Shoot them into the games. Yes. The, the Los Angeles Lakers shoot 35% on the season from three. That is 21st best in the league. So this isn't, you know, for those of you who have been watching a lot of playoff basketball, and I don't know, you know, some people are just casual Suns fans and they're joining us. So thank you. Welcome. Hit subscribe, hit thumbs up and like. Maybe you are a more seasoned uh, NBA watcher. But, you know, when you watch teams like the Nets and the Bucks, and, you know, these are teams that are, a, a flamethrowers from downtown. You know, the Lakers, they they are not. They're a team that likes to beat you with size, with physicality, and with, uh, you know, a little flopping along the way because that's who their two big guys are. You know, they're not a guard-centric team. They're LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They are a forward-centric team. Uh, so if we can shut them down from the outside, and again, going in, you, you, you hit the best stat that I've been, uh, that makes me smile as we look forward in this series, Dave. The Suns did not shoot well from three. Everybody said coming to this game, the she, the Suns need to shoot better from three, right? And we still won the game, and that right. is unbelievably paramount. That again, that is that as a Suns fan, as a member of the Phoenix Suns, you go into Game Five with the confidence, knowing that you still haven't played your best basketball yet. Your best basketball of this series was the first like sixteen minutes before Chris Paul got injured in Game One. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, so yeah. game five predictions. Before we get out of here, we're going to go around. Matthew, we're going to end with you because you always have a great prediction, and I'm just really interested oh, to see. It's funny because it he's, sitting, he's sitting over here, but on the screen he's over here, so I should really do like this so it looks mm-hmm. right. Like Matthew, I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say. But, Dave, we'll start with you down there. I tried the wrong way still. I'll, I'll, I'll start there. with you. All right, I'm all down right, below. Am I the – Am I the white thunder from down under? Is that yes, you're the white right thunder, sil- the silver yeah. thunder from down silver under. Silver thunder from down under. <laughs> Do you have a All mercy right. word? All right. <laughs> mercy word. Hey, safe word, safe word. All right. Um, yeah, there's a there's a moot talk in the chat asking if game five is a trap game. And I'm, I'm sorry, I can't keep a straight face. How in the world can game five <laughs> of a playoff series that you were just down two to one and the end of your end of your season was just about to occur that we're going to possibly call this a trap game. No, what I do worry about is LeBron James deciding that he is going to do everything he possibly can to win that game. And the Suns don't have an answer. Another person was asking about Marcus Gasol being a difference maker for the Lakers. Look, man, if Marcus Gasol was a difference maker for the Lakers, he'd have been playing more this year. He had a good game. He really did. He channeled his, his uh, five-year younger version. Absolutely. Can he do it for three more straight games? No. And you know what? If Marcus Gasol is your best, their best chance to win a series, the Suns are winning this series. So LeBron needs Boom. help. He needs those guys, Schroeder 
is going to have to step up again, but he's going to have to make outside shots. He's not very good at making. Um, all those guys are going to have to make outside shots because the Suns now have adjusted. Now, you guys will notice, I don't know um, if we talked about this yet or not because I've been in and out of this, but the Suns are built to be a, a, a three-point line defensive team that allows points in the paint, and they have completely shifted that um, emphasis against the Lakers and showed today that they can win by defending the paint and giving up a little bit more on the three-point line. So while people are now don't start, I don't want anyone to start talking about the next series. We're going to get blown out on three-pointers if our whole defense is based on the paint. Different they, series. The Suns can, different series, different game to game, series to series. The strategy changes. Now the Suns know how to defend the Lakers in the paint. The Lakers are going to have to do two more games, two more games of, of hitting great on threes to beat the Suns now at this rate. And I don't know that they can do it. That's why all of a sudden this shifted and all it took was one game, just like Monty said. All right. So, so I'll, I'll, no, Matthew, you oh, go yeah, last. am I going last? Playing, go last. Yes. Okay. I just put on So, who, who wins game five, Dave? Suns win game five. No, God damn it. Here. Okay. So, we are coming back home. We're going to have that home crowd behind us. We are going to have 16,000 people. Boom. 16K in the building. Okay. Hopefully. Matthew and I can finally make it out to one of these games. So that'd be really, really fun. And then we'll do this show from the parking lot. I don't care. We'll do it in my truck. But I honestly think that behind the shooting of the Phoenix Suns from three, if they can come out in game five and hit a couple of those big threes, that crowd will rise behind them. And then you have to deal with the mighty purple and orange wave. Uh, and, and I don't think it's enough for the, the Lakers to sustain. Anthony Davis obviously is the biggest question mark moving forward. You know, I see plenty of people in the chat, you know, agreeing with Matthew. It's like, listen, I don't want him out there. I'm, l- let me be a realist. I don't want him out there. I see plenty of people saying, that, uh, you know, what Dave and I are kind of referencing is like, listen, you want to beat them at their best. Listen, regardless of what happens, if AD's out there, if they're not, the fact that the Suns has the ability to shoot the three ball well, the fact that the uh, the Lakers, you know, they're fourth best in the league at guarding the three-point line, but we still are finding ourselves wide open on over 40% of our three-point shots thus far this series. If we not start knocking them down, that crowd is going to get crazy. It's going to get loud. They've proved it before. There's going to be 16,000 Suns fans in there. We go up 3-2 on Tuesday. We come right back here for the podcast, and we talk about the potential of closing out the Los Angeles Lakers. So, Matthew, what do you think? Well, with LeBron being out, I'm not Anthony Davis LeBron. being out. If he, if he is, well, who knows? He might not want to play because, honestly, he's going to have to give a full 48-minute effort, which LeBron hasn't done all season, right? He hasn't tried all season except for the beginning of the season, maybe when they started out great. But that energy that he needs to actually finish out the Suns in Game 5, it's not going to be there. So that's one thing to watch. If Anthony Davis is going to be hurt, I'm not just saying it because, yeah, I don't want him to play because he's their second-best player, and they're going to win if they have him on the floor because that's what's going to happen. If Anthony Davis is there, they'll probably end up winning. All right, the the Lakers will probably win, but if he's not, the only re- the only reason that the Suns can win is because LeBron James has to throw that effort out there. He has to actually try, and that's going to be very very difficult for him. You saw the rest of the Lakers team tonight, to where they couldn't even handle dribbling the ball sometimes because they didn't even know what to do out there without Anthony Davis. So that is LeBron. That is the rest of their team. That's the way they're going to be in Game Five. Uh, if Anthony Davis does play, I'm not saying the Suns won't win. It's going to be very tough. That's why tonight I wanted to see them end this game better. But then when it comes to the situation, just like a quarterback going out and getting injured, the opposing defense doesn't know what to do as much. So adjusting to that was pretty hard on the fly for the Suns, even though it is Anthony Davis. But if you're going into game five and knowing he's not going to be there, then you can you can plan for that. But the Suns are going to do the best they can. It's going to be a close game. But I'm going to say if Anthony Davis is there, the Lakers win. All right, just go with me. Just go with me. Don't even don't even question me. Just, just go with me. All right, guys? I apologize. Why do we let uh, him go last? I don't know because it's always more Why entertaining. Why am on this podcast at all? <laughs> it's always more entertaining. That's what it's about. You know what? You get all sides of the angles when you have us all here. You know, you get the pros, the pros, the cons. That they're going to get injured. They're not. They're not going to get injured. You get it all when you come here and you join us. So, hey, Marco uh, H asked if Game Five is a must win, and I love Monty's day. answer on Saturday. Yes. Um, I love Monty's answer on Saturday. It was. I I don't know what people are talking about. Where some games it's okay to lose in the playoffs. Yeah. Every game in the playoffs Every is a must, a must win. win. Every God single win. game is the same must win as the last game. Anthony Davis said yesterday in a in, the, in one of his pressers, he said, "Look, game four is the biggest game of the series unless we get to a game seven. So, yeah. Well, you know what? Game five is bigger now than game yes. four was for the Lakers, isn't it? And it's yeah. also bigger for the Suns too. Every game is bigger than the last. That's just the way it is." 
So a lot of a lot of people in the chat hoping that Matthew is throwing that reverse jinx out there, a la Bill Simmons. So kudos to Matthew for reverse jinxing all this shit. He's trying to no, keep balance to the universe. It. So you're not supposed to talk about it. I'm sorry. Well, if people are talking about it. I'm going to say it. But on okay. that That's note, great. we're going to wrap up the podcast. It's not a reverse jinx if you actually say it's a reverse jinx. Now it's just a freaking now jinx. jinx. Now I don't even exist. Now it's my <laughs> fault. Now it's my fault. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and get out here. If you're watching along live on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, thank you. Thank you for after a Suns victory, you decided to come and hang out with a bunch of guys uh, to talk about the Suns victory and some basketball. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button. If you're a flaming baller on the Suns solar panel side or you're you are a jamster or an elite jamster on the Suns jam session side, go ahead, you know, give us those thumbs ups. You can join either of those by clicking the join button or following the, the descriptions in the chat. Uh, shout out again to the Phoenix Suns for holding it down. And shout out to Four Peaks Brewery for having us yeah. at their Tempe location. This has been absolutely fun, yeah. fantastic. Uh, Trevor, the GM here, you've been great to us. We really appreciate it. We're looking forward to coming back here uh, probably in the second round or by or, or for like a game seven or something. You know, We'll see how it all works yeah, out. But, finals, finals. Yes, absolutely. the NBA finals, we're going to be living here. So you know, on that note, we thank everybody. Uh, you can follow the show at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, and the Phoenix Fans app. You can follow the Suns Solar Panel at Suns Solar Panel on twitter you can follow me at darth voida you can follow matthew on twitter at matthew let's see you can follow dave on twitter at dave nba because the nba stands for nothing but ass and on that note uh shout out to zane zor for letting us use his bla song (laughs) we'll see you on tuesday suns fans beat la baby please cheers dude that's the fifth time john I'm out of here. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Come on, let me hear you say.